Hi, everybody. Happy Friday, and welcome to the Blake Street Irregulars, your local Colorado Rockies podcast on Mile High Sports. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me on Twitter at SDrotar if you're so inclined. And as usual, I have a guest, and fortunately for you, it's one that we've had before, the man that goes into the Rockies clubhouse with regularity, Ronnie Cork. I don't know if fortunately is the proper way to put yeah, it, but sure. it's fortunately. Thanks for having me, Sean. Of course, it's absolutely fortunately. Of course, you're not going to be there now because the Rockies are on the road. And we're going to take a yes. look at their series against the Mariners, a big weekend series for them. They're down to their final nine games prior to the All-Star break. They've been playing very, very well of late. And we're talking about just about everything, hitting, pitching. It seems to all be coming together at the same time, something that the Rockies haven't been able to do. After they winning uh, six of seven, a terrific home series against the uh, San Francisco Giants where they got better every game pitching-wise, two runs and one run than the shutout. And after taking uh, the two of the three from the Dodgers, uh, it's a, a good spot for them. Now, they go to Seattle. Seattle, if you haven't been paying attention because you're there in the American League, whatever. Seattle's yeah, because it's Seattle. Really good this year. They have 56 wins. Right. So, I mean, this is going into the Lions' den a little bit. Uh, pitching matchups, you know, we'll start uh, in tonight as we record this. That'll be Marquez uh, versus uh, Felix Hernandez. And then Kyle Freeland and Antonio Senzatella will follow. Well, Freeland and Senzatella absolutely dazzled, uh, as well as Tyler Anderson, who won't be in this series, but then we will start off the series back at Coors Field against Arizona. So, now... It was only a couple podcasts ago we were talking about John Gray and how John Gray's demotion seemed shocking, although it also seemed necessary. And oddly, the pitching staff seems to look better. It's not a direct impact. There's no direct correlation. Him sitting on the bench in between starts isn't making a difference. But what John Gray seemed to be dropped for was the idea that focus was an issue. And the starts we've seen since from the Rockies pitchers are showing that that pitch-to-pitch focus is what gets them success. Well, and maybe there is a little bit of a correlation because this is the Rockies telling a young pitcher, because let's face it, they're all young pitchers outside of really Chad Bettis, if you don't focus and you don't get your stuff together, we will do something. And oh, so you think it's it's a bit of a warning shot maybe, to all the guys because you know, if John well, Gray's going to get sent like down. Like you said, it's not directly, but we were talking about John Gray here. We were talking about the for for whether it be unfair or not, the man who was crowned the the ace, the the man who was going to lead everybody to the promised land for the Rockies. If they can send John Gray down, they can send anybody down, and not for. Reasons like they did last year, where they were trying to save on arm strength or uh, uh, save on innings and uh, uh, try to make sure guys are still staying healthy. This is a outright send down because you just weren't pitching well. Um, so maybe there is a little bit of that warning taste that gets it. Now, I think Kyle Freeland has dazzled all year long. Um, I have said time and time again, I think Kyle Freeland's the best pitcher on this staff. I, I, I think he is an absolute stud for what particularly what Colorado is looking for, somebody who grew up pitching at altitude, somebody who has that nastiness, that absolute swagger to him. So, um, and I don't want to be Mr. Told You So guy, but Freeland has pitched very, very well. It was nice to see Sensatella come back too because I know you've been a big fan of Sensatella for quite a while. And now. the funny thing is we, we've talked about that before. I've never talked about Sensatella as being a guy that's got blow-away stuff. He's, mm-hmm. he's, not, he's not Max Scherzer or anything. Don't get me wrong. But what I talked about about Sensatella is I think he's it can be an effective middle-of-the-rotation guy because of, specifically, the, the focus, the bulldog mentality that he has that he has consistently shown as part of the Rockies 
Uh, he's, he's not a dominant arm. He's not a dominant guy, but he can be an effective guy on a good team because he doesn't get rattled. Yeah. And you saw that come up. He had been stretched out to be a starter again when he was up at the Rockies earlier. He was in, in the relief, and it wasn't as great a fit. Now he seems to be back in the rotation. And with that kind of performance from Senzatella, if things continue, Tyler Anderson even maybe outdid Senzatella the very next night. The Rockies don't have to rush John Gray back, which sure. is really, really interesting. And quite frankly, it's good because John Gray is the most talented pitcher they have. I agree with you. He's not the best. That's Kyle Freeland among the starters. But he is the most talented of the group. And if you can live without that guy because the other ones are doing better and you can basically continue to drill it into John Gray, you can come back up when you focus on every pitch. I think that's a good message to send. So for the Rockies... Now, it's very important here. These six out of these nine games are against Seattle, an outstanding team. The other three are against, oh, first place Arizona. So this is a big run going forward. Before we get into that series a bit, I want to talk to you about Tap 14 that brings this to you every time. See, I put it in the middle. So, so I mixed it up this time. There you go. See? So I was at Tap 14 a couple weeks ago. There you go. My gosh, it's fantastic. And I, and I, I was out of town a bit, so I haven't been there in a, in a little while. How was it? Oh, it was fabulous. As the usual. roof to, The rooftop is so unique because it creates this atmosphere that is just incredible. And, you know, of course you get your adult beverage, whichever one you like. Uh, I, I am more on the uh, beverages. Yes. Um, along with the, uh, the distilled spirits as well too. I mean, it's just great stuff. Yeah. 1920 there. Blake street, uh, just basically outside the home plate entrance, caddy corner, if you will, or kitty corner or caddy corner, whichever term you want to use. Uh, it's just a few steps away. They serve beer there. They do. And it's great. Uh, 70 of them, as a matter <laughs> of fact, on tap. 100 of the distilled Colorado spirits that Ronnie likes so much. And a lot of good food. And the view's tremendous. Beautiful for Colorado summers. If it's one of those hot days, it's still the spot for you. There's a spot in there that's covered. They have, mm-hmm. they have uh, umbrellas everywhere. They have misters uh, to keep it moist and to make sure you feel comfortable. I really Even like the misters. The misters yeah. are great on those hot days. So uh, everything you want to look for as a baseball fan or just uh, you're a fan of being an outdoor Colorado scene, Tap 14's got that for you. Check them out at Tap14.com. Spell it out. Tap14.com. Ronnie, let's start with just this Seattle series and just these three. The Rockies on the road, still at this point in the season, as crazy as it sounds, the Rockies are still below 500 at home. But on the road, they're still actually one of the better teams in the National League. Do you expect that to continue? Marquez, uh, going tonight, Carmel Marquez does not have the, the, the ERA he had last year. But the funny thing is, on the road, his ERA is under three. Yeah, it, it, something about Marquez at Coors is it's unfortunate because I, I don't like to associate this tag to that kind of pitcher where we start talking about, but this is something the media constantly asks Herman Marquez post game after a performance where he is throwing up, uh, you know, a, a three inning five run multi-walk effort. And you know, it, it's hard because he, he you don't want that to creep in a guy's mind where it's like Coors is a big problem for him pitching, but right now it is. On the road, though, this is very, very solid, and and this is going to be a very tough and difficult matchup for Herman Marquez. Uh, <laughs> Felix up against, you yeah. know, as many like to call him, King Felix, uh, but a very good Seattle team as well too. That is in the top half of the echelon in just about every batting category. So, um, I, I like to look in a at, pitcher's park, mind you, too. Seiko's yes. a great pitcher's park, and they're still raking. This is one of those, I think, final nine game series that. I think Colorado should look at this with a much broader scope. They could get swept on the road in these final in these three games against Seattle and still come out with a solid 
nine game series. Okay. I think as long as you can finish over 500 before you can get to the all-star break in this nine game series, I think that's where you want to be. So five and four, I will take it because as long as you can just kind of hang around for now, because you are going through some bumps and bruises right now. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously you want to push forward, you know, and and be a better team as as possible. Uh, Hell, if you could win all three series, that'd be great. That's what you're ideally looking for. But also looking at it realistically too, you, you are running into two different teams, um, particularly a Seattle team three times back. Well, not back to back, but you, you see what I'm saying. Three on the road, three at home who are, as a really good team. I mean, this is a 55 plus win team that that's going to be knocking on the door in the playoffs uh, at, at least. And keep and so, in mind the Mariners with that record to, to put it in perspective, they would by far be the best team in the national league in terms of record. Yeah. The whole league. So, I mean, this is a dangerous team and, and you're going to get them six out of your final nine before the all-star break. So the, the Rockies have maneuvered themselves into position, the three and a half games. They, they find themselves in a good spot. They have, basically caught up with San Francisco after that sweep. They have an opportunity to move a little bit forward, but they don't want to lose ground. The three and a half out taken in a vacuum. You say, okay, great. No problem. Like you're saying, Ronnie, just kind of hang near 500, hang in this, this area, is one of your... stay within five, except the problem with that, and I, I guess I would make the argument, is you can't trail too many teams because then the number itself doesn't matter because baseball has tons of in-division games, and that you have situations. We saw it not too long ago when the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks were playing. They can't both lose. You can't gain on both teams with wins. So the Rockies have to make sure they're keeping pace. The Dodgers, I, I think, are going to run away and hide with this division. It felt like just a matter of time. It thinks, I think they're going to do that. They've caught Arizona for first place. Their percentage points different uh, atop the, the NL West. But for the Rockies, they're in, they're in good shape overall. But this, is, this, to me, feels like a litmus test for the rest of the season. You don't want to limp into the All-Star break. The Rockies have done that before, and it's been bad. You want to go into there strong. And so I agree with you. I think you need to win five out of these last nine games. I don't know if it matters so much where you win the last five, but I think if you win six, it does. It feels a lot more than oh, one Oh, of course, game absolutely. And look, You're it, like, oh, it's just one game. What's the difference? Well, the difference is you're winning two-thirds of your remaining games. That feels different than we just barely hovered over 500. And look, I've always said this time and time again with baseball. You don't need to sweep the series, just win the series. And if they were to win all three series, they finish six and three. And that's exactly where you want to be. You also know, though, if you are holding your own against some of the best in the NLAL, you are then looking at this as, okay, because we could be looking at a nine-game final three series where they go two and seven, one and eight, and everybody is in complete panic mode. Season's over. We were almost kind of already at that point about, well, 10 games ago. Now, if you can just hold your own against some of the best talent in baseball, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm a-okay with that, uh, particularly against these two teams. Well, I think to do that, look at a couple different players. We know about the pitching staff. Uh, the Rockies need more from Charlie Blackman. It's just that simple. He's He's got the big money deal. Uh, he, I'm sure he's trying to prove that, that he's he's been worth it. He's trying to pay it off. I, there's no question about Charlie Blackman's effort or anything like that. But right now he's pressing, and it looks like he's pressing. Hitting 220 in the last uh, 11 games, 10 of which he started. Uh, not looking really good. An on-base percentage of even lower than Ian Desmond, and that's not a great sign. So uh, Charlie Blackman is just not getting on base. Uh, the power isn't there. He has one extra base hit in his last 11 games. Uh, they need more from him. On the bright side, uh, Trevor Story has been carrying the load. Even Nolan Arenado with the five home runs in his last 11 games, but he's only hitting 238. 
Trevor Story in the last 11 games is hitting 381. His on-base percentage is almost 410. He's only struck out seven times, and he doesn't have a home run. So, I mean, to me, this has been fascinating. Over the last roughly month, it's like all the lights came off for Trevor Story, and he realized, I don't have to swing for the fences every time. He's been playing gold glove caliber defense. If Trevor Story realizes he can be a, a 275 to 280 hitter, he's going to end up with 25 to 30 home runs a year, and he's going to be an all-star all the time. Hopefully this isn't just a blip. Yeah, and monsters last 15, 20 games for Trevor Story, which is huge because going back to Charlie Blackman, who you know I think you put it simply best, just needs to be better, at least needs to get on base. So then all of a sudden your speed threat is becoming a factor because there are a lot of games right now where Colorado is in those very tight uh, one nothing games most recently on the 4th of July. Uh, you know, Going back to their Dodgers series, 3-1, 3-1, 9-8, losing uh, one to nothing, losing 3-2. Two, to two. These are really tight games, and these are the games that you got to win. You know, uh, it's, it's, uh, We talk about easily there's the 60 wins, 60 losses, and then those uh, other games in the middle, those 42 that really make the difference. It's those tight ones that make the difference. And you got to get a guy like Charlie Blackman on base. It's it's great if he, you know, plumps out a bunch of homers, but putting him on base, causing chaos, then playing small ball, and then obvious, obviously passing the baton. Or at least baton. giving you the option to play small ball. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and passing the baton to Nolan Arenado. To Trevor Story, who are absolutely clubbing the ball everywhere they, you know, wherever they want, that's that's where Colorado needs to get back to. And and I know we're you know we're picking and choosing all these di- different little bits because they haven't proved so far throughout the year. But certainly Blackman's kind of in this funk right now that it just doesn't seem like the same Charlie. I don't know. I don't know if that's pressing or if I don't know if that's potentially maybe an injury or if that's maybe just something else that was on his mind, but Colorado needs him back because he's kind of one of them crucial linchpins uh, between him, DJ Nolan, that that was your main offense. Now we're seeing it from Trevor. That's great. But is Trevor's story going to continue this? Yeah, I, I don't know. And at least the idea that Charlie you Blackman can't imagine sustains, he will. You don't know. I, and, and he's possible that he really, the lights have come on, but uh, he's not going to remain hitting 380. <laughs> like sure. he has yeah, been in the last course. couple of weeks. That's for sure. The Rockies do not have the pitching advantage in any of these three games. You know, they have Hernandez versus Marquez. Then Kyle Freeland, who's been great. We've talked about him. He's been great, but he takes on James Paxton on Saturday. Paxton's eight and two. And then, and uh, Wade LeBlanc, who Antonio Senzatello will face, even though Senzatello is 3-1, and one, LeBlanc's 4-0. and oh. So uh, the Rockies are going to have to get their bats out against this, and they're going to have to have the pitching going. It's a great test. And just like I felt, uh, I was at, talking on the radio show Mile High Sports with uh, my co-host, TJ Carpenter. We can catch us every weekday morning on Mile High Sports. And asked about, would you, you, know, would you rather have these games where you, where you uh, win big or would you rather win close? I think you'd rather win close because I think it builds confidence. And I think it's important for series like this. When you know you're not going to get a lot of runs against a team with a good pitching staff like Seattle, and you know you're going to need to pitch well to make sure they don't. So for the Rockies, when you talk about a good Arizona team, good Seattle team, these last nine games, starting with the weekend and taking a weekend at a time for the Rockies, one series at a time. Uh, to me, it's absolutely fascinating. We'll find out what kind of team they are in relatively short order here, and it may set the course for the Rockies' remainder of the season uh, all the way through the All-Star break. Well, and more importantly, I mean, we're talking about a time where during the All-Star break, look, teams are talking to teams. Yeah. We're getting to the point where trades are starting to kind of come into minds. 
they go one and eight, maybe all of a sudden the opportunity of being a buyer slips away. Yeah. You know, this is a team, and that's why I think it's it's really important for them to just hold their own. If they can do better, fantastic. But at least make sure we are not five, six, seven games out of five hundred by the time the All Star break hits, because now you're that 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 dark cloud starts to kind of come into your mind. It's like, man, maybe maybe it is time to sell a couple pieces or whatnot. So the, the, it's a very uh, seesaw situation right now that could go either or. That's why I'm fine with just saying, you know what? Just hold your own. If you can win better than that, great. But hold your own and you'll be A-OK. Yeah, I think that's the trick. It's a, it is a fluid situation. Perfect for when you go to Seattle and play the Mariners. 56 win that was Mariners. A terrible joke on my part. I truly apologize. Was that a joke? Yeah, it was so bad he didn't even notice. I didn't even get it. He didn't even get it. <laughs> he is Ronnie Court. Uh, find him on Ronnie K Radio on Twitter. My Hold on, Sean explain Joker. the joke. Oh, no, no. Come on. No, no. This is a podcast. You can hit rewind. You figure oh, it out. Jeez. Put okay. Easter eggs in there. They're horrible Easter eggs. They're very bad Easter you don't eggs. Actually, rewind. I, yes. I totally forgive you. I don't think nobody got it. Yeah, they really don't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't great. <laughs> they can't all be hits. Okay. All right. They don't always land. That, okay. That's that's the way it goes. All right. He is Ronnie K Radio on Twitter. I am Sean Drotar. You can find me at S D R O T A R. We'll be back on Monday. We'll check out the Rockies after this series in Seattle and see where they stand with their final six game homestand prior to the All Star break. For Ronnie, I'm Sean. Thank you for listening. Check out our friends at tap14.com because when you come back on Monday, the Rockies will be back. You'll want to go there as well as the July uh, baseball season and just July itself heats up. Literally, in every way. It's well, hot. See, I got it's that hot one. now. I got, I got that see, one. I totally redeemed myself. You got it. Thanks for listening. This is the Blake Street Irregulars on Mile High Sports. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.